Thanks once again for joining us here on Cranford Radio. Today, we're talking about a Cranford business, a new Cranford business, relatively speaking, called Speed Social. Rich Barry is the owner and the executive creative director. Rich, welcome to Cranford Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. So I gave the name of the company, but it really doesn't give much of a hint. Well, it does in some ways. You take those two words, speed and social, and it gives you a little bit of a hint of what it's about. But for those who don't want to be detectives and try to figure it out, tell me what speed social is, please. Well, I guess the easy way to say it was that we we do social media quickly. Uh, but what I was really trying to say in a dual sort of me- uh, uh, you know dual meta way was to say that we do quick speed social, but we also focus uh, on motorsports and racing. So that was the primary goal. That was my sort of history uh, behind starting the company. Was my interest and involvement in motorsports for all these years. You talk about being involved with motorsports. Tell me a little bit about what that involvement was. Were you actually a racer at one time? I was. So I have raced um, motorcycles, which I got a little smarter, and I've stopped doing that. Uh, but I still race uh, automobiles, and I'm in the Porsche Club. I'm lucky enough to, to be able to do that. Uh, I'm a high-performance driving instructor, and I've raced with the SCCA and in a very odd little race called the 24 Hours of Lemons, which we don't really have time to talk about today. Talking about racing, New Jersey, when I think of racing hotbeds, New Jersey is not one of the first places that comes to mind. Of course, we had Raceway Park down in Old Bridge. Outside of that, you know, you don't have the Grand Prix. I think they had it once or twice up at the Meadowlands uh, a while back, but there's not a whole lot of racing that goes on in New Jersey for the most part. Well, I can give you a little more information on that. So New Jersey Motorsports Park, which is down in Millville, New Jersey, has two fantastic racetracks, which, which I recommend to anybody who wants to try it out, if you will. Um, yes, Raceway Park is still around, and of course, they've changed their strategy a little bit in the last couple of years, but the most important person I should tell you about is the uh, NASCAR champion from last year, Martin Truex Jr., who actually does come from New Jersey. So I'm happy to say New Jersey does have a racing heritage. <laughs> and going way back, I believe at one time they actually had a NASCAR race in Linden at Linden Airport back in the uh, the 50s. I've seen some pictures of that when NASCAR was just a shadow of, of what it's grown into. Right, right. That's great to hear. I didn't know that. Interesting. Okay. With racing and social media, how do those two interrelate? What's the intersection, if you will, of, of those two interests? So as in any business, and motorsports really is a business, they all require some level of advertisement, some sponsorships and things like that, from NASCAR down to the lowliest racer who's just doing it on the weekends. And so people love to share their stories on social media. They love to market themselves, if you will. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell people stories about their passion for racing, their passion for motorsports, and help it transfer out to other people. And I'm hoping I can help the sport grow over time. When we were talking before, we mentioned NASCAR, which is, I guess, sort of the 800-pound gorilla when it comes to motorsports that folks are familiar with. But there are many different levels of racing and many different types of racing, aren't there? There absolutely are. And obviously, you know, uh, luckily for me, the the sports are all over the map. You're talking about there are still people dirt track racing around the country. There are still motorcycle racing all around the country. NASCAR has a truck series. There's IMSA, which is uh, another division of NASCAR that is sports car racing. I'm going to be going down to the Sebring 12 hours in just a few weeks. Drag racing is still a huge part of the country. So we can just go into Formula One and IndyCar. It, it just continues and continues. So I'm happy to say as a motorsports enthusiast, there are lots of choices out there and so many people want to tell their story. And I think social is the place that everyone seems to be doing it. 
you mentioned a, a very well-known name in racing, Martin Truax, but obviously, as in any sport, there are those who are less well-known. I would imagine Martin Truax has quite a uh, an organization behind him, but the folks that are doing this just on weekends, let's say, they certainly don't have that kind of organization. Is that who you see yourself aiming toward, or is it uh, somewhere maybe in the middle? Honestly, I would be happy to start supporting drivers. That'd be a great thing. And that's what I'm going to go down to Sebring in a week or so and try to do is to really recruit some drivers to improve their social profile. But I also work with motorsports companies that support the sport. So right now I have a couple of clients who are in the automotive service industry and they talk about how they're repairing and upgrading cars throughout um, New Jersey. And that's kind of where I'm sort of finding my sweet spot in these businesses that also support motorsports interests. When you talk about social media, a lot of social media that gets attention involves video. I think back to the Daytona 500 from just a few weeks ago, and the video that I saw again and again and again on social media and elsewhere was that spectacular crash that they had uh, that was going on. So does video play a big role in, in what you're doing? And again, given your background, which we'll get into in just a moment, uh, you're quite involved with video. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you're doing social these days, or if you're even attempting to do social and you're not doing video, you're just doing yourself a disservice. There's so much to be had. People are checking their social accounts uh, for better or worse uh, every few minutes a day. And so if you're not doing video, that, that's where you really need to be. And like you said, that uh, footage from Daytona was so spectacular with the sparks and the crashing. And that's, you know, that kind of stuff, not that we want to look for crashes, quite, quite honestly, but anything that's compelling footage is such an interesting thing to anyone who's sitting on their phone and trying to kill a few minutes at the doctor's office or, or waiting in line at the post office or whatever. It's just a very interesting medium and video really is the way to go. This venture, Speed Social, is relatively new, just started last year. Tell us a bit about your professional background before you got into this. Well, Bernie, it's interesting because you're obviously your background in radio. I started out after leaving college with a gentleman by the name of Howard Stern, uh, a very interesting few months of work um, with Howard. And at the time, I got an offer from a company called Nickelodeon that I thought was interesting. And I decided to leave Howard because at that point, he was only in New York. Little did I know how far Howard was going to go. But I, I'm happy to say I did join Nickelodeon. Uh, that was 27 years ago, and I really loved every moment of my time at Nick. Uh, I rose from the, uh, the lowest sort of ranking of being a production assistant all the way to being the creative director for all of the channels around the world, which was an amazing job. But the only downside, if there could be one, is that if you are the international guy who's traveling the world, you do travel quite a bit. So I was on airplanes... I would say 40 weeks out of the year, which can be some, you know, time consuming and it's hard to be away from family. So I decided after many years at Nickelodeon and enjoying every minute of it to start my own company last year. And I'm doing it right here in Cranford, which I'm happy to say. And it just gives me a chance to sit in one place for a few weeks just to sort of do my own thing. My passion for motorsports has always been there. And obviously my expertise in video and social has helped. So I'm hoping I can meld those two things together. Tell us a little bit about those days in media, starting with Howard Stern. What did you do with Howard? Uh, he was on uh, 92.3 at the time, I guess you were working with him? That's correct. He was on K-Rock and I was the assistant to the assistant promotions manager, which basically meant I drove the K-Rock van to concerts um, and I handed out bumper stickers. But 
there were early days when I had to run to Jackie the Joke Man's car and get his guitar or help Gary out on something. So it was a very short-lived life at Howard. Um, and I, you know, in retrospect, I sort of question whether I should have left it all. But Nickelodeon was such a great jump for me. And I joined Nick at a time when slime was just becoming a thing. And I rose after all those years to not only be creative director, but I was chief slime officer, which is an interesting position. And so I was the guy making the slime, and we were sliming celebrities like Tom Cruise and Queen Latifah and all of these people that we've been sliming throughout all the years. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I went to the international side of it. I started traveling around the world and, and opening up Nickelodeons in India and Dubai, and it was an exciting time. But I was always coming back home to spend time with family and then jump in the race car when I could. Uh, after traveling for all those years, I really am happy to be home for a while and trying to start out and, and make my own venture, make my own way this time. And so I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, with your new company being brand new, are there any interesting stories that you have already from just starting up the company? What some of the challenges were perhaps with starting it up or some of your initial outreach to potential clients? There's been so much to learn. Um, having worked for a big company for many years, I had all the support structure around me, as you can imagine. So as creative director for Nickelodeon, I had uh, production assistants and graphic people and producers and directors and you name you know the gamut of, of staff around you, plus the offices and the cameras and everything. Right now, it's me and my computer and my phone and a couple of cameras. And I'm, you know, getting used to the idea of having to do everything myself again, which is what I did, you know, 25 years ago in my career. So I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about social because there's something new every day, I'll be honest with you. And um, I'm learning a lot about sort of the structure of having to manage your own company. I had to open up my own LLC. I had to go through all that tax work and the tax structure and the boring stuff. It's been a process and I've enjoyed it. The funny thing, as I mentioned to you earlier, is I've had to figure out what to call myself. Uh, you know, I was calling myself owner, and then I was calling myself chief marketing officer. And I finally settled on executive creative director because it's really what I'm doing. Well, again, we'll have a link in the show notes. But for those who maybe aren't near a computer to uh, click on that or on their smartphone, tell me where they can find you. So you can find me at speedsocialmarketing.com. Of course, because we're social, we're also on Facebook, we're on Instagram and Twitter. And honestly, now that I've been in this business for a few months, uh, what I've tried to do, Bernie, is to open up my horizons a bit. So I am focused on racing, but I'm also doing social for other companies that aren't involved in motorsports. So if anybody has questions or wants to get an answer about how they should do social, find me. I'm happy to answer questions. I'm happy to help clients. I've got people from Nickelodeon who are calling me to say, can you do stuff for my kids or my, my business's social? I'm going to have to expand because at this point, I've got so many people coming to me. It's just, it's exciting and I want to be able to help everybody. We've been talking with Rich Barry. He is the owner and executive creative director of Speed Social. Rich, thank you so much for the time you spent with us today. Thank you, Bernie. It's a pleasure.